Hi, I'm Daisy. And I'm Kat. I'm trans. And I'm cis. And we're in a relationship and we're going to talk about that. I started transitioning earlier this year, so for me, this is about what it's like being Daisy. For me, it's about what it's like being with Daisy. We're talking about what's changing and what's staying the same. This is The Daisy Diaries. So let's get into it. I guess first I wanted to talk about why we're making this podcast, what our purposes are, what our hopes are, what our dreams are. What are you hoping to get out of this, Daisy? I'm hoping it'll be sort of like a little time capsule maybe, but also like I think it's interesting to look at how our relationship is changing throughout this whole thing. And I don't know, maybe that'll be interesting for people. Maybe anyone who's like going through something like this might find it interesting i don't know i think it'll be cool um there's a lot of like milestones coming up as well so like yeah i think just like exploring how i'm feeling about those things coming up and then what it's like after the fact as well yeah definitely i feel similarly i think that it'll be really interesting to be able to kind of map out how we're feeling about things get like you said kind of a time capsule on it i'm not sure if i'll ever be able to bring myself to listen to any of this because i have been a bit of an emotional wreck about some of it And I'm embarrassed to hear myself talk, but we'll see. Um, But also what I think is that definitely from the perspective of being the partner of a trans person and the partner of a person who is just beginning their transition, I've found for myself that there's not that much information out there just in terms of people's perspectives. And I think it would be really great to provide that and talk about it uh, because I think it's interesting. Um, Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sick. So like the last... um the last week or so I've had had a few like big appointments that I thought maybe we could talk about. I don't necessarily want to center like all of this podcast about just medical things because there's a lot more to being trans than just, you know, medical things. But yeah, I feel like these are interesting ways to like lead into it because they're quite out of the ordinary experiences, I guess. Yes, I'm excited. We haven't talked about them yet. We decided to wait until we were recording. Um, so I'm really excited to find out about it, especially the first one, which is your cum appointment. Yes, that is absolutely what we're calling it. <laughs> you gave a hospital your cum. Yay, lucky yeah. hospital. <laughs> they were so happy to have it. <laughs> um, yeah, so you like went to one of those rooms. You you just in a hospital room. Yeah, that, so yeah. I should maybe explain first. So I'm... <laughs> Um, I don't think any explanation is needed. Because <laughs> um, I'm going to be starting hormones soonish. It's possible that my like fertility levels will drop off. So it's in case possible or probable. Probable. Definite, definite isn't De- it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Some people can get it right. They say things like, you know, you still have to use protection when you're on hormones because people still can get pregnant and stuff like that. So. Oh my god! Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. After you pay the hospital to take your cum. It's so expensive. (laughs) That would be so funny. Yeah. Anyway. uh, Yeah. So it's just a safety precaution, I guess, to make sure if if I want to have kids in the future. Which you do. Yeah, I do. Oh, so I had to call up beforehand um, to make the appointment and they were like, "Um, where do you live? And I was like, I live here. And they're like, oh, that's also really, really close to, um, to our center. Do you want to do it at home? 
and bring it in? Or you, <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do it? In- how do you also, how do you even start that call? You just like, hello, I come, come, take my come. Like, what do you? And then they're like, please don't come, come at home <laughs> and then come. Uh, yeah. So I, what do you ask for? It's like a whole department. It was in the, the women's hospital andrology department. Um, so it's, that whole department is literally just about come. So they're used to it. They, they get this all the time. I mean, people don't ask for, I had to say like, I'd like to do, um, a, a semen analysis and storage. And they were like, well, okay. So yeah, I, I was picturing like driving my car with like this little bottle, like strapped in by the seatbelt in the passenger seat next to me. I was like, oh, this is, this is silly. I'm not going to. No, because I was curious what it's like to go in there and do it. I know what it's like to to do it at home. So <laughs> you can do that any day of the week. Yeah, I I just wanted to experience something new. I thought it would be funny and interesting, and uh, yeah. So I I went in there and had you at this point had a conversation with anyone either at the hospital or when you made the call that was like explaining the process or like why you're wanting it. Were you, do you have to talk about the fact that you're transitioning? Is that part of the intake or are they just like, give us your cum? Oh yeah. So you have to get a referral from a doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, my GP wrote me a referral that was um, sperm collection and analysis times two. So I was like, oh my God, there's going to be two sessions. I get to come in the hospital twice. Twice? I didn't even get to do it once. <laughs> so yeah, that that was pretty straightforward. And then when I organized it as well, I was like, because they asked for my name and I was like, do you need my legal name or um, the name I'm using? So yeah, I think it was pretty, pretty clear to them what it was about anyway. And then also on, there was like a form that had like the reason for you doing it. Okay. But there wasn't much of a consultation process. No, I think they'll take pretty much anyone's come if a doctor says it's okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I went in there, they gave me directions to this little room. They're like, make sure you lock it behind you. <laughs> lock the door behind you. And they were like, also there's there's some instructions on the wall. And so I look at the wall and there's like eight instructions or something. And it's like, the first instruction again is lock the door. They really don't want people walking in. <laughs> I bet they have a problem with like exhibitionists coming in and like intentionally leaving the door ajar. Yeah. Finally, after hours of trying, the exhibitionist unlocks the door and the first person that walks in, he's like, <laughs> and his babies live to see the light of day. Yep. Oh, man. Yuck. Anyway. So, yeah, the instructions, it was like, lock the door, um, wash your hands, open the jar, do your thing, wash your hands again, close the jar. And then the next instruction was, if you take more than half an hour, please come to the desk and let us please know. Please come on the desk. <laughs> Come to the desk. Yeah, um, I guess you know they've got a tight schedule of people coming through us, <laughs> oh my God. of people moving through, and yeah, it was like, how much time do you do you need? Hey, no judgment. Yeah, maybe it took well, that exhibition essay just to get someone to walk in for him. I was just thinking, like, you're you're there you're there for a for a for a job. You're not there to like please the jar or something you can you can go as fast as you want yeah that's true what was the room like it was very plain there wasn't like artwork or anything i don't think um there was a tv i didn't check if it worked or if it had you know materials for i can't believe you didn't go looking for the porn was there porn were there magazines no what was on the tv they didn't really give me anything but what was on you didn't even turn the tv on no i didn't this was a research trip as much as anything. I know. I was shy. <laughs> of the TV. I was shy. 
Um, what if it was a live cam girl? <laughs> Would she be polite to turn it off again? Start getting emails like, we know what you've been watching. <laughs> and all the furniture was like vinyl. So it felt like easy cleaning, I guess. Really sets a mood. And then there was like a little bathroom off the room. But yeah, it was just very plain. Nothing particularly interesting about, about the room. Um, That's disappointing to me. Yeah. Were you imagining like magazines? I guess I don't want to like assume like one way or the other, like people's sexuality or anything like that. Yeah, but you could just put an array of porn. Yeah. Or like a little lucky dip, like it's all in, all wrapped in brown paper. So you just like take one. It's like, oh, here we go. I was imagining like leather furniture, wall to wall, pin up girl, wallpaper, <laughs> BDSM tools for self pleasure. Yep. And I've been disappointed. Mm. But that's life. Was it easy? Did you yeah. struggle to come? That was pretty pretty straightforward. I guess you had to wait for it. Like, you weren't allowed to come for a while. So oh, you it was were... like a whole week. And just, I've had nothing to do because we've been stuck at home. You've been working. So I've, and I haven't been able to do anything. Ready to burst. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was rough. Yeah. It sucks that you have to basically like edge, do the no fap challenge or whatever. And then <laughs> the big sort of exciting outcome of this is coming in a hospital room with... In a little jar. Without any fun, horny wallpaper at all. Yeah. Into a jar. Did you... So, oh, you had to aim into a jar. How big was the jar? It's a little little jar, I'd say, like... Is it like when you do a urine test? Yeah, it's, it's the exact same. Oh, my God. Did you did you get it all in? Yes. Good job. I did. I'm so proud of you, babe. There was... Actually, that was part of the questionnaire. It was like, did you get all of it in? <laughs> and if not, which part did you miss? And then those little boxes you could tick for the start or the end. Oh my gosh, that is my like worst nightmare is when you get a urine test and for some of them they need the start of the stream. It's like first stream and, and some midstream. And midstream yeah. is fine, right? You get it going, Easy to do. you pop it under, you catch some. But start of the stream, especially when you're trying to calculate like how much water do I need to drink? If you've let yourself be too ready, <laughs> it gets everywhere. Yeah. I struggle with those. You got to keep in mind like the pressure behind it. Like where's it going to come out? And it's not like with a penis, you're like holding it out. But like with my vagina, I have to like get it under the seat, like into the bowl basically. Yeah. And then hope that I'm managing to hold it under my urethra because I'm never sure exactly where it is. (laughs) Anyway, I feel I've revealed too much. Historically hard to find the urethra. Um. Okay, so have you heard back about your cum? You have. I have. Um, but the person I spoke to on the phone, like it was maybe kind of a bad connection, or I don't know. I struggled to understand what they were saying. So as far as I know, it's all okay. And they definitely said I don't have to do the second lot. They were like, "We've got enough. Like, <laughs> please stay at home." <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like the, the the quality of it. They were like, it's it's probably it's good for something. I didn't hear. Um, so it'll either like in some cases, I'm pretty sure you can you can just do like artificial insemination where you don't have to do you know all the all the extra things. But then if it's like kind of bad, I guess, or not not as not as good, they have to do IVF, which is like way more involved, way more expensive. Yeah, because. This has been one of the sort of stressful things has been, I mean, in one case, in one hand, it's all hypothetical. And of course, it's about your future and 
of course you would be wanting to make a donation so that you have all the options available to you yeah but on the other hand it of course lends itself to bringing up conversations about us having kids in the future and how we're going to do it and if we're going to do it and how much we're going to do it can i ask you how many kids do you want okay before (laughs) before i she doesn't want to admit it because it's kind of wild before before i knew that i was trans before i came out or anything I was saying that I would love to have four kids. Four kids. Four. That's, that's in this a lot. economy, in this day and age, who wants to have four kids? Are we moving to the country? Are we starting a little township? Well, what? I thought, you know, when the apocalypse comes, we'll have like a little army to help us scavenge. No, we'll have four extra responsibilities. Yeah. That's what it is. Unless, I guess, if they're old and we're really old. It's a risk. It's about working out when the apocalypse is going to happen. Because if we'll be 70. Mm then four kids would be great. Yeah. But if we will be 35 or 40. With like some 10-year-olds. 10 and under, that yeah. is not ideal. Four is just, I just can't even begin to fathom. I don't, I think two, maybe. Maybe two, maybe none. Yeah. When you're I, having to like pay a lot before you've even got them as well. Yeah. Well, and now it's like, already I was like, uh, who do you think is going to be carrying those four children? Yeah. Thank you. Like, I know the hormones make you forget how painful it was, but four? (laughs) And now I'm thinking, yes, again, the amount of money you have to pay. And if you do IVF, it's like you're getting injected every day and you're extra emotional because you're being pumped full of hormones and you'll be extra emotional. You're also going to be pumped full of hormones. (laughs) And it just sounds very stressful. Yeah. I feel like... I mean, again, of course, it's kind of just, it's an insurance policy for you to know that you'll have all the options available to you. But once I was feeling that we'd be doing IVF um, or maybe artificial insemination, I felt like I already kind of wanted to foster and I feel like maybe I'd just prefer to do that. Yeah. But I know for you, it's quite important to have like your own kids who are yours. Yeah. I just want to have a little ginger babies. You just want rangers and I understand that. But... And they probably won't even be ginger because you're not, do you have any ginger people in your family? Yeah, I have a couple of ginger uncles and okay. auntie. So it's a, you know, there's a chance. It could happen. I just want one. The ginger gene could be lying dormant within me. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> How salty would you be if we broke up and then in the future I had a ginger baby with someone else? Oh, oh that would hurt. <laughs> Especially if your partner wasn't ginger either. Yeah, that'd be like, oh, it's just come out of nowhere. <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh, I mean, that was sort of me. Obviously, my parents... Um, your parents aren't ginger yeah they're they're not ginger and i'm like the only redhead in my family popped up out of nowhere exciting yeah surprising it could happen to anyone (laughs) so you want to talk about this uh, the other appointment i had this this week i was i'm gonna be or i guess i already am in this uh in this study so when you're when you're transitioning um and you're on feminizing hormones you take estriodol which is like uh estrogen thing that makes your body more feminine but also it causes a lot of risks of like um blood clots and heart attacks and things like that which is bad in high doses so what they do is they also give you anti-androgens which sort of stops like the the masculinizing hormones um so the anti-androgens there's like two two main ones and i don't really know which one is better brands or types uh different types um, so there's one that's like mainly used in the US and one that's mainly used in the UK, but in Australia we use both and we don't know which one is necessarily better. Um, and my endocrinologist, my hormone doctor, 
um, was like, honestly, I think they're probably going to be both as effective as each other. But if you want to get free anti-androgens, um, I can hook you up with this study. So I ended up uh, doing that. And my first like thing with them was uh, was on Monday. And I had to go to the, the Austin hospital and they, yeah, they just did a bunch of like tests and scans and things like that. It was weird. So what is the study to understand which of the androgens, anti-androgens is yeah. better? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Clearly I am very up to date on all of this. <laughs> what test did they do? Um, so they did a bone density scan, which... It was like this big, you know, in a, you know, in an Alien where they're looking for like the little parasite inside inside John Hurt, and they pass this. No. No, wait, no, it's in Aliens. Anyway, they they find the queen inside Sigourney Weaver with this big scanner thing. It felt like that. So I'm just on this bed, and then this big arm was moving over me and and scanning me. That took ages. Did they confirm? Do you have bones? I do. Cool. Yeah. Good um, to know. I they didn't actually give me any results from that. Um, I guess if there was an issue, they would alert me if my bones were not dense. I don't know. Does that mean you haven't had enough calcium? I think so. Bone density is actually something that is like helped by, by hormones. So like postmenopausal women um, tend to have higher rates of osteoporosis because their bodies aren't making the same amount of hormones that they normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, and men don't have that, that issue as much. So yeah, I guess that's something they're testing for. Um, just to see if there's any like big changes. Yeah. And the uh, one of the other things they did like um, some blood tests. They took like so much blood out of me. They said, or they <laughs> they said how much? They said it's going to look like a lot, but it's actually just a tablespoon. Oh my god! They're taking your blood. You're cum. They took <laughs> bleeding. You dry. Not cum together. Dry. That's ew. I used to donate blood all the time though. That was one of those huge baggies. So have I told you about the reason I don't donate? Like haven't gotten around to donating blood. Why is that? Which I should do, and I am open to trying again. But it's because when I was in year eleven. I donated blood or maybe you're 12. Um, they, the blood drive came to our school and I was like, yeah, like I'm a do-gooder. Meh. And so they hooked me up um, and they, they started draining my blood and they said it'll take about 10 minutes. Uh, and then after about five minutes, they were like, it's not draining properly. And I was like, what? And they said that my veins weren't draining well and that they had to stop because the blood wasn't coming out of my veins at enough of a pace. Uh, and so they threw out my blood into the bin because they needed a full donation to use it. Oh. Yeah, they threw my blood away right in front of my face. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I was so upset about it's it. Like, I'm trying, please. <laughs> I was trying. And then <gasps> the other two times that I wanted to do it was like right after a piercing or a tattoo. But now I could do it and I should because they're running out of blood. Mm-hmm. This is your PSA, everyone. Donate blood. Yeah. Mostly me. And you get like, well, I don't know if they're doing it now because of, COVID or whatever but um they used to have like a really good spread like I used to go to the one at um the one in Caulfield and they would have like meat pies and they'd have cookies and the one in the city they have like a whole milkshake stand it's so good cool give blood <laughs> I would love a milkshake. if you drink milk I guess yeah um oh and so the other test they did or did you have something else you were gonna say I just agree with I mean I agree with them a tablespoon doesn't seem like that much yeah. Did it, what when you say it felt like a lot was the needle really big or No, they changed you know how they they have the needle and then they have a little collection bottle thing on the end. They changed it over like four or five times. Oh yeah. So they filled up a lot of those and so it was just like, "Oh my gosh, how much are you taking out?" Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that they were testing is effects of uh breast growth. 
So they needed to take some photos and do like a... Um, they made like a 3D digital model of my... There was a photo bench. shoot. There was. Um, in very unflattering lighting. and uh, Shirtless? Yep. Can I have the photos? No, I don't have the photos. Can you ask for them? It's a 3D digital model. I, then, then I want them even more. Okay. <laughs> That's but the, hot. The way they did it, they had a little, you know, Xbox Connect. That it's like a little. No. It's a, <laughs> it's a thing with a, a camera in it, and it's usually used for like, like Dance Central, uh, which is like a Just Dance type game that it captures your whole body. Or I remember there was like a, um, a Star Wars game that had, uh, had those controls as well, uh, and you could do like pod racing stuff. But they were using it to scan. And make like a little map of my of my boobies, mm-hmm. um, so they were just like sit in this chair and then like pivot every time it takes a photo. So they've got like this little scan of my chest, and it was it was cool. I'm looking forward to seeing you know like a time lapse of of the, the changes of that. Yeah, I'm excited. This is what I want to ask you while we're here. What what are you excited about starting hormones? What are your hopes? Um, and what are you maybe nervous about? What do you think is going to happen? What do you want to happen? Yeah. um, Choose one of those and answer them. Okay. So I'm looking forward to, I don't know, like a lot of the physical changes sound really cool. I'm going to get like softer skin. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to start growing some little boobies. Slightly Um, bigger nipples. as we've been saying. Yeah. We've been, (laughs) we've been joking about it because like everyone that I've spoken to along the way, like medical professionals are like, don't set your expectations too high. Be realistic about what you can expect. So we're like, well, okay, maybe I'm not going to have big boobs. Maybe just my nipples will get slightly bigger. And more sensitive. That's true, yeah. Which is a lot of the fun yes. of the boob area in general, I would say. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to all of that. Some of the stuff that I'm, like, maybe a bit nervous about is hormones can cause, like, emotional changes. Like, you can feel more heightened emotions until until things settle down a little bit more. I'm not saying that everyone... Everyone who has predominantly estrogen in there. You are a bigot, ma'am. Oh my gosh, been called out. But yeah, for a while it's going to be, I'm going to be probably moody like a like a teenage girl. Especially in lockdown. I think that's maybe going to be a bit of a strain. I'm just going to... On be, us? Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I'm interested to see what will happen emotionally because obviously people talk about it being like a second puberty um, and you have, yeah, really heightened emotions again and you're also obviously processing a lot of change as well. So you're kind of, your threshold changes but also the situation changes and causes a a bit more, I guess, stress potentially. Um, And I'm interested to see how that plays out because um, generally... (laughs) You have been the calm, stabilizing force in our relationship, and I have been quite, at times, um, delightful, but <laughs> potentially a bit turbulent. Um, and I feel like I tend to take up more of the emotional space day to day. Yeah. And, you know, there's obviously a big part of this is about me supporting you, which I really want to do and I'm excited to do. But it's like, how am I going to go at giving up that emotional space day to day and kind of making room for you to be processing something really major? And I hope I do it justice, but time will tell. Yeah. So is that something you're like nervous about? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. I just feel like on a large scale, I'm a really good person. 
I'm amazing. You are. I'm so kind, so sweet, loving, mm, generous. But actually on a moment to moment, I can be quite selfish. (laughs) And I like want a lot of support and like you look after me a lot. Yeah. So I'm interested to see if that dynamic will change. Of course, I know you'll still be there for me, but will I be being there for you more? Will I take to that well? Yeah. (laughs) Who can tell? I don't feel worried that you're going to change in how you respond to me. Yeah. I'm just worried that I might, you might change just in how you respond to other things and then my response to that yeah. might okay. cause friction. Is there anything else you're like nervous about? So I like, I'm starting uh, my hormones on Monday. That's not far off. Um, that's like five days away. Yeah. That's the main one. The other stuff is quite personal, but it's like sex stuff is going to change. Um, we don't need to get into all of that right now, no, but we'll probably talk about that another time. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like it's just, the fear is that it's just a big unknown. We don't really know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen exactly to your body. There's some variation with how genitals respond to hormones. Uh, we don't know exactly what's going to happen to your sex drive. There's variation in that as well. So yeah, I'm nervous because I don't know exactly what's going to happen and I'm not sure. Yeah, and you like that to make will affect me. You like to make plans. You like to know what's happening. So I'm a planner. I need to know what I'll be doing to your genitals for the rest <laughs> of the year. <laughs> yeah, and it is unclear at this stage. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm nervous about. Okay. I think that's enough about sex and cum and hormones. Um, and I'm just going to change the topic. Uh, your birthday is coming up next week. Yeah, your first birthday as an out and proud trans woman. Yes. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, I, it doesn't feel radically different to, to other birthdays in, in terms of like who I am. It's more just like the, the state of the world right now. I'm missing my friends so much. Yeah. Your first birthday as an out and proud, locked in trans woman who can't yep. leave the house. Out uh, and in. Out and in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would have loved to have, you know done more stuff been around people to to like celebrate this first birthday in general i think it's been kind of shitty because you haven't had as much opportunity to experiment with like presentation clothing makeup and stuff out in the world and when i say as much i mean any (laughs) you haven't had any opportunity yeah because i've been stuck at home i haven't really been trying anything because it's like uh, so much effort like you know even things like just shaving my facial hair I'm kind of letting that go a bit because I'm like I'm not around anyone I don't feel like I need to like signal anything yeah and I sometimes feel like if I do those things like on the days when I do makeup I haven't done makeup in months but every time I do it that's when I really feel annoyed that I can't go out because I'm like I look cute I want to go to the bar I want to see my friends I want people and, to see this yeah exactly yeah and you can't do that this has been talked to death. We don't really need to talk too much about the impacts of lockdown. Yeah. But yes, I think that it has put some limits on your opportunities to express yourself, which is unfortunate. And I would have loved, I mean, it's probably good that you, we can't go out in one way because I feel like I'm like, oh my God, I would have bought you a gold dress and <laughs> I would have bought you heels and oh my gosh, I'd put like glittery eye makeup on you and you'd look amazing. And I think that you would have reacted, not amazingly, to my fervor who can say who can say <laughs> it is a mystery that we'll never know the answer to everyone sorry yeah 
in a way though like being being in lockdown has kind of been like this little cocoon like i can start making some changes without anyone being around to like see them or like or judge me or anything like that so it sort of has been a bit a bit of a blessing as well i guess yeah giving you some time and space yeah also i think potentially like being able to come out to everyone and then have a period of time before you have to see everyone yeah absolutely just lets you relax into that identity a bit in one way yeah conversely like you know i've i came out to everyone i did like a big facebook post all that sort of stuff but then because no one has seen me since they've still got this this mental image of what i was like before that and so people are still like using the wrong name or like misgendering me just by accident because they haven't been around me since then yeah who knows when they'll see your slightly bigger nipples (laughs) never (laughs) they're for me and for you oh my gosh that is so romantic birthday though i'm turning 28 and that feels weird (laughs) just unrelated to trans stuff you just felt like you wanted to discuss it sort of yeah i mean it's a big milestone around the same i mean 28 is not a big milestone but still a birthday the big two eight yeah um but it's around the same time as like a lot of other milestones so i just wanted to like i don't know see how i'm feeling about about that will you have started hormones by then um I will be starting hormones the day before my birthday. Huh. Interesting. Or on my birthday if, I don't know. So your nipples will be unchanged. Exactly. Yes. Boring old nipples. Yeah. So last season. Hey, they're not old. They're 28. <laughs> <laughs> they're pushing 30. Yeah. <laughs> your old nipples are about to have a new life breathed into them. Breathed. We don't need to talk about what we do in the privacy of our own home. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that's all I had to say on, on these topics. Yeah, I think so. Thank you for listening to The Daisy Diaries. Cool. Bye. Bye. Bye.